welcome to the Great Data Minds podcast series. This is Mike Lampa. Today we are joined by Sean Hewitt with Succeed Data Governance. Sean's going to give us an overview of uh, the data privacy activities going on and what we need to know as data professionals. So, Sean, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate uh, the invite. So, uh, you know, before we get in, tell us just a little bit about yourself and about Succeed Data Governance. For sure. As our name implies, we specialize in data governance and uh, data privacy really goes in hand with data governance. And uh, so we work with clients to help them really understand how to manage their data better and to reduce risk and really get more value out of the investments that they're making in in analytics and uh, data management. Yeah, boy. And as we see, you know, it's almost amazing, but time and again, you walk into these organizations and there's just a dire need for more robust data management practices, huh? It gets more overwhelming uh, as we go on. The more complicated the uh, data gets and more sophisticated the sources of the data get from uh, sensors and everything now, uh, Uber, there's so much risk buried in the data that we need to manage. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, you know, give us the the landscape of the data privacy space, and maybe you know, give us a hint of what the future holds for us. Well, the, there's so much change going on, and has been going on uh, for the last couple of years. Really, the big big thing that shocked a lot of people was GDPR and and the announcement a couple of years ago that it was uh, being implemented in, in the EU. Right now, there's a lot of turmoil. Um, in the states and California is at front of mind for a lot of people uh, and it comes live uh, next January. And uh, so people are scrambling to really get ready for that. There's a big push really for federal regulations in the US, which will simplify things for most companies. So they're not trying to deal with individual state-based regulations and uh, trying to comply. If they can come up with some consistency across the board, it'll make everybody's life a lot easier. Then uh, there's new regulations in in Australia, China, uh, even in Canada, it's being revamped there, uh, aligned to current current standards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so with all this this groundswell of regulations coming on, do you find yourself having to uh, be in tap to do a lot more work in this space? Definitely, definitely. And, uh, you know, as, as I mentioned, we were specializing in, in data governance and uh, a lot of our clients that we were working with were struggling with data privacy and asked us to take that on for them as well. So many of them were uh, had contracted uh, third parties to come in and do a privacy assessment to help them comply with GDPR, or get ready for GDPR. And they were left mm-hmm. With a, with a report that gave them a list of things where they were not in compliance, but they really didn't know what to do with that. And oh remediating that is really a data management initiative. And, and that's where our expertise in, in data management and data governance came in handy because we could give them realistic solutions to fill those gaps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So does the typical body of work, you know, in this area, are you making architectural and platform recommendations, providing you know, governance frameworks, best practices, coaching. Yeah, the, the majority of the work is really around people and process. And uh, we, we don't really get into the the architecture and technology piece. We do look at it uh, a little bit, but really managing privacy is really about three main things. First, raising awareness, you know, the awareness of, of what data you have, how it's being used, who's using it, who are you sharing it with, awareness of your 
you know, third-party contractors, you know, we call data processors, uh, and what they're doing to protect data. Because you, as you know, if you are in control of that data, you're responsible for for what those third parties are doing as well. Mm-hmm. So, on one hand, you're raising that we're raising that awareness of of the data and how it's being used in, within the organization, but also raising awareness of what the requirements are and how to interpret those requirements and apply data governance rigor and data management best practices to come up with a suitable program to manage that, that data. Mm. The, the, sec- the second part is really ensuring that they have the organizational uh, capabilities. So clearly define roles and responsibilities to, to adequately manage the data. And then the third part, as you mentioned, was looking at the technical capabilities. Mm-hmm. So the architecture, you know, how are they designing their systems to really protect the data? Yeah, something that you said there kind of triggered a thought. I'm curious, as we're working with third-party providers to process data, there's a transference of responsibility to ensure the, the protection of it. Does that imply changes then even to service contracts maybe between enterprises? Definitely, okay. definitely. Most contracts between organizations, so a client and, and service provider have gaps when it comes to uh, privacy oh, yeah. control. So the main thing is clarifying who has the decision-making authority around what gets done with the data and what doesn't. And then also ensuring that that third party is taking appropriate steps to protect the data and restricting what they do with it. So really, you are only as protected as your weakest vendor, right? From a privacy perspective, but also from a security perspective, when you look at network vulnerabilities and that, you know, you're only as good as your weakest link. And usually that is... Um, a third-party vendor. Yeah, gotcha. So do you find yourself you know, reminding clients around this whole space or are they coming to you knowing that they've got to deal with this? I mean, how many times do you walk into corporations where they didn't realize their dire situation? It used to be that case where they, they were unaware, but now most organizations that uh, I'm dealing with or even talking to at conferences and, and things, they're aware. Yeah, They just don't have a lot of clarity on exactly what they need to do and, and very little knowledge of how to do it. So a lot of the time, we're just helping clarify for them, you know, one, you know, what's in scope, what's not? Do they need to comply to the California regulations or, or do they not? There's, you know, there's conditions in there. Same with GDPR. I've come across clients who thought they were in scope, but once you start looking at the data they have and the business model they have, there, there's a strong argument to say that no, it is not in scope for them. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I, I, I almost wonder, even if I'm not doing business in, in a particular state that, that has the regulation in place, should I just be doing it in preparation for this growing across the country and across the world, actually? That that would definitely be my recommendation because it's not just a matter of being compliant. It, it's about respecting your clients and your st- stakeholders. So if I am a customer of yours, I'm expecting you to protect my data, not share that inappropriately. You know, th- There is some sharing that I would expect as part of the service you're offering because you have you know, subcontractors and things who are critical to the services you're delivering. But if you're selling data uh, to a third party so they can profit from it and it has no positive impact on me, then, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I am concerned about that. Mm-hmm. But the, the real thing is ensuring that you take precautions to make sure somebody doesn't take my data 
and use that to defraud me or use it to damage my reputation. So I think that is a common need or a common, you know, if you think of the concept of the voice of the customer, those are things that we need to focus on when we're building a privacy program, protecting our customers and, you know, our stakeholders. And then compliance will take care of itself for the most part. There's always going to be oddball compliance requirements for various states and countries. And we need to look at those as well. But if you focus on the key principles of data privacy management, which is things like purpose limitation, data minimization, and proportionality, then you're going to get most of the way there. But you're also going to be able to demonstrate to the authorities that you do have that program in place and you are taking steps to protect people's information. Mm -hmm. And that will... If something happens, that will greatly reduce the the, the fines. We've yeah. seen that with GDPR. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. So, as a data practitioner, um, you, give me my my key, you know, top of mind steps that I need to know about as a data uh, from a data privacy perspective. Well, one one of the things that I coach with my clients is you really can't manage something if you don't understand it. Mm -hmm. So, the first step is always building that awareness of what it is you're trying to manage uh, and then what are the requirements mm -hmm. you need to invest in in building up that awareness and maintaining it it's not just a matter of oh let's figure this out now and then leave it you have to have a program in place to continually monitor uh, those things the second part would be um, ensuring that you have the ability to influence really so it's mm -hmm. it's going in and looking at what people are doing and helping them understand that they need to change their behaviors uh, in how they're managing data, increasing their, you know, their understanding of, of the requirements. Well, and the risks that are at stake, right? I mean, these, these are not small fines. No, exactly. And, and that's, a, that's a, great, a great point because risk management is a huge part of, of privacy management and data governance as a whole. So having a strong risk management process to support your privacy program is critical. Yeah. And it, the, the last thing I, I would advise uh, people who are entering into the data practitioner field is it's really important to be able to demonstrate that you have taken steps to manage data or manage uh, data privacy. Mm -hmm. So it's you know, the, con the concept of uh, demonstrable privacy. So, and we've seen this with Facebook and, and other corporations in, in some of the legal battles that, you know, organizations often say they have a privacy program, but it, it's a hollow shell. So mm -hmm. uh, now the authorities are, are saying you need to be able to demonstrate that you have a privacy program. So as a privacy professional, that means we have to be fairly diligent about documenting what we're doing and, and mm -hmm. how we're doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Sean... For years, data governance was always kind of like a kind of a dry area, but it's definitely getting a lot of focus and attention, and, and it's a critical component that we, we definitely have to wrap our arms around these days. So thank you uh, for joining us and enlighten us, Sean. Thank you. Thank you for the chat. I always uh, enjoy talking about data governance and privacy. Yeah, yeah, I can feel your passion, man. <laughs> so um, Sean does have a half-day workshop available uh, for on-site training. Uh, if you go to the Great Data Minds website and uh, look under um, the the events tab, um, and once again, just a quick shout out of of thanks uh, to Lord X for the awesome music, and uh, everybody have a great day. All right, so long.